What's happening, financial coaches? This is Pete here. I want to talk to you today about why strict rules, and I've talked about strict rules before, are for courses, primarily not for coaching. And this is kind of a piece that I think a lot of people struggle with. And I'll give you some examples here is that I notice that a lot of coaches, when they're helping other coaches, fielding questions, putting up scenarios, a lot of people will weigh in. You know, and I've seen things like, hey, I've got a um, a participant or a client that wants to buy a new car because their old car is kind of giving up the ghost. It's an older car. And people will say, get cars repaired. Don't buy new cars. Right. Or some people will say, hey, um, I've got a client that wants to uh, quit their job so they can stay at home and raise their kids. They're trying to figure out how to live on one income. And some people will say, listen, if you have the opportunity to bring in two incomes, you bring in two incomes. Right. And what I'm talking about here is applying strict rules to people is not really coaching. It's not coaching at all, to be really honest. But the, you know, the blur here is that when we're financial coaching, we're usually not staying within the boundaries of just financial coaching. You know, we're doing a little financial counseling, a little financial education, sometimes a little financial therapy, whatever it might be, right? Sometimes we even kind of play the role of an advisor, um, you know, kind of directing people to an insurance agent or an investment advisor or a mutual fund company or whatever it might be, right? So that's why it's a little bit tricky. But in the world of coaching and strict coaching, there are really no strict rules because the reality is a coach is to... Um, or a coach is a catalyst for taking a client's desires based on their values and helping them figure out how to make it a reality. And sometimes they're doing the wrong thing, right? They might be saying, hey, listen, I want to uh, retire so that I can just sleep. And so, all right, well, I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad decision, but if that's really your goal, how do we fix that? So a lot of times I will see people saying, and I've had this before where a client of mine had a $3,800 repair to replace shocks and struts on a pickup truck that she used to haul around her, um, you know, her camper. And one of the things that she was thinking about doing is she's like, well, and this is kind of typical, I think is, you know, you could fix that now or you could buy a new car. And it's really not like, hey, $3,000 repair versus a $40,000 new truck is not really the calculus people are doing in their head. People are doing, well, it's a $3,000 repair, but how many more $3,000 repairs am I going to have along the way? And some people are just saying, hey, I don't want that interruption. I don't want that unknown, you know, um, emergency expense or whatever. And so I'm just going to eliminate that by kind of buying a new car. And there are a lot of financial coaches I've seen that say, hey, you know, don't do that. Don't, don't ever buy a new car. You know, some people say never buy a new car, only buy used cars or only buy used cars that you can pay for in cash or, or uh, some say only lease a car. You know, some, some coaches say never lease a car. I'm not for that at all. I mean, I think leasing a car can be, and I did a video on that, can be an excellent solution for some people. So what I'm saying here is that the strict rules are usually either for financial education or courses, you know, where you are providing, hey, this is how I did it, right? You have this problem. I have this course. It has five, six rules, steps, whatever it might be, and they are hard and fast and you have to abide by them. And the reason is, is because you can't make a choose your own adventure course. It's, it's just not reasonable to have every possible situation and and say hey what is your current situation and then from there we kind of go through this decision tree and here are some of your best options right this is very much the dave ramsey baby steps model is that you can do what he wants you to do you can get out of debt make some savings get financially secure get peace in your life uh, without going through the baby steps but what he's trying to do here is to create a course and a step and steps in a program that is not 
adjustable because, you know, for the vast majority of people, they just need a concrete um, path, decision, you know, guide to get them out of debt and on a path to self-sufficiency. So instead of trying to build something for 100% of people, he's built something for 80% of people that is much simpler. I tell you what, here is his program. Like I would say, you know, if this is his program that works for 80% of people, to create a program that's going to work with 100% of people is probably 100x. To capture, uh, you know, the appropriate guidance for the rest of the 20% of the population is probably going to mean that you are going to need a hundred additional course modules, right? A hundred different permutations to that uh, baby steps model. So that's why I think the strict rules are great for education and courses. And if you're building a course and you say, hey, listen, I've got this get out of debt course. I've got this how to budget course. This is where you can say, listen, if you are trying to budget, absolutely start with this worksheet, this PDF worksheet of in, uh, income, expenses, and there's no discussion on it. This is where you want to start. Now, in a coaching situation, and if you're doing true coaching, um, and someone says, hey, I want to start budgeting, you're probably going to have to listen to them a little bit of like what works for them. And do they not like pen and paper? Do they not like digital tools? Do they hate kind of working with uh, detailed numbers, right? And you're going to probably have to figure out some things. It might just be the envelope model. It might be other things, right? It might be an app or um, working with an accountability partner, whatever it might be. And that's the point of coaching is that I don't really have any rules. I'm going to hear about you and we're going to try to come up with something that fits your needs best. But in absence of that, right, now I can have some, some strict rules. And especially if I'm working with someone digitally or, you know, over video, recorded video, coursework, whatever, or even a workbook, if I'm putting together a workbook that I'm going to provide to you, I'm going to put in strict rules in there just so, to, just so that it's nice and simple. So it's as succinct as possible, but hopefully it'll work with 50, 60, 70, 80% of the people out there. And then for the rest that are like, that doesn't work for me, it's just not how I work. Well, then that's where they can get into coaching. So keep your strict rules, but understand that those are for coach or for courses, educational pieces, uh, resource pieces that aren't customizable, whatever it might be. But for coaching, you really can't have strict rules. You might say, hey, in general, here's something that works for people sometimes. You know, I do that all the time here. In general, some people like to try to come up with, you know, 30 days of savings, right? Whatever it might be. But when you're working with an individual client in a coaching relationship, the rules are kind of thrown out the window because everything you do is supposed to be customized to that particular person. So um, strict rules is not really coaching. We can use them in coaching because coaching bleeds into some other stuff. But coaching is meant to be based on the experiences and the information uh, by the client that you're getting at that moment. So hopefully that helps. I'll see you later.